1: I am Mac. I'm Eris. And I'm Z. And this week, your away team is moving into the the dead center of season two of the original series with, I'm going to say, the Gamesters of Triskelion, although Kirk slash Shatner insists on saying the Gamesters of Triskelion. And then we will also discuss a piece of the action. I have such little to say about the Gamesters of Triskillian. I did not remember the episode all that well going in, which is never a great sign. By the middle of it, I was shopping for groceries. I was, I was. <laughs> oh, that's I was right. ch- by by about three fourths into it, I, I I got into a philosophical debate with myself as to whether or not there are even any more good episodes of the original series left to watch. <laughs> I mean, this is a significant drop off from Tribbles, and I'm I, I look over the. The uh, the list of episodes left to go in in the rest of season two and into season three and I'm like, oh, there's maybe a couple of them that are okay. This is <laughs> oh, gonna be oh, this is gonna be grim. That's what I have to say. Also that uh, brains are apparently available in grape, lemon, or cherry.
0: <laughs> yes, and I was just amazed at watching Shatner act against Jello molds.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: I mean, if you
2: think, if you want to put it that way, all right, you know that that's that's neat. It's like watching those like behind the scenes footage shots of like what the ca- like what the audience sees, and then what like the people on set see, <laughs> people jumping out of planes, and then just the other camera where they like just land on the mattress.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot of that kind of bullshit. There was the uh, the, the shot where one of the gladiators, for better, uh, for lack of a better term, got javelined. And there's the one shot of the guy throwing the javelin, and then you cut to the other guy who had been javelin, the javelinee, if you will. And, and it's just he's holding half of a javelin at his stomach, and I'm like, oh, the illusion. I believe that man is mortally wounded. I,
2: I find it so interesting because like I've done a minuscule, I mean a minuscule amount of like stage acting. Where they teach you how to do stage fighting in case you're doing whatever, like a like a Romeo and Juliet where there's actual like sword scenes and stuff. And so, like, I find it so interesting that in Star Trek, like, it's a show. It's clearly a show, and there's been TV for a bit, like not a long, not a long time, but they've had TV for a bit and, and also like, filmed for still, a
1: good sixty years or so. Yeah. Yeah,
2: and like they're still using stage play. Kind of where like yeah, when you only have one like viewpoint when you work on the stage because the audience is like, it's not like they're going to move around chairs, you know, like they're all kind of seated there and you, you're, you're working with like limited location kind of thing. Like you can kind of get away with doing some of that kind of stuff. But in the camera, you're like, man, you just, <sighs> it's wild to me that they're still using like very stage fighting fake out stuff but they're trying to get it to work for TV. And it's not working.
0: The fighting was so bad. <laughs> at one point that all of the ladies, Uhura and the, the other two that were just like fighting together off on the side, they all completely stopped fighting and were just watching the ridiculousness that was the boys. Like, yes. if you look, there's scenes where they just were standing still watching. Well,
1: that <laughs> okay. had a bit of fair similitude to it because there was at one point where you were just laughing hysterically. I
0: was. <laughs>
2: well we already went through our
3: choreography what are the hell these
0: guys doing i laugh like a maniac and then i was like nothing after that fight scene is
3: entertaining i thought it was really funny that it opens or whatever and the gladiators or whatever surround them and they all look around and check the shortest among them picks the biggest <laughs> dude there he's like you i can beat your ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay but i feel like check off
1: to a t though
3: yes
2: i feel like that's accurate that's clean that's canon compliant i enjoyed it it was great (laughs) okay so here's here's my one good thing i will say about the episode before i just devolve into nitpicking it all to hell the instant haynes lady like random kind of like new face never seen her before at least I don't think I've seen her before very beginning of the episode she was pretty decent she was she was a good actress there was there was half a moment I was like I wonder if she's one of those like Roddenberry girlfriends that Mac was telling us about about how like sometimes you just like cast whatever girlfriend he had the girlfriend of the week you know to be an episode of his show and I was like I wonder if that's who she is because she serves like but like dang she. She can actually deliver these lines. She's, like, not a bad actress. Like, good job. I just, I applaud her. She did really good.
1: This is sort of in the period where Roddenberry is content to just have his name on the show, but he is surprisingly not very active with the show. Okay. It picks up a little bit, again, toward the end of the season, but then by season three, he thinks he should be writing movies, and he is out ah. of the Star Trek business except for collecting a check.
2: Mm, gotcha. Gotcha.
1: Joke's on him. It's the only thing he does that's even remotely successful.
2: You know what? Sometimes your early work is the good work, you know?
1: Or just the early plagiarism you did is the stuff that everybody likes.
2: There's lots that. <laughs> this episode was from the get-go. Like, the premise is not something that I would have liked anyway. I really don't like the white knight, white savior, mm. whatever, like, kind of slavery. Not quite. I mean, this is what is even a slavery metaphor, but, like, I don't them as often now i think maybe like as a culture we have not quite grown past it obviously we haven't grown past it but we we do less of our material on it because i definitely feel like I've, I've read and seen and watched a lot of like older things where they do the thing that they do in this episode where you have a situation a planet you have an island you have a whatever we're all like all these like there's a slavery mechanism and the slaves are like, but we've known no other way of life and we don't know any other way. And like, I mean, even Steven Universe did this. You have all these people who are perfectly content to just take orders and do whatever it is their, you know, masters or whoever tell them to do until like this one guy shipwrecks or lands or whatever and then says like, oh, but there's a better way you can have freedom and all this kind of stuff. And it's just like, I hate it because also like, First of all, it's not realistic. Second of all, like, I, I, I can't. Why aren't the slaves going, this really sucks, but this is the life we have because we can't overpower them? Or why don't you have, like, just, uh, I hate World the whole, weird. like, we don't know any better, blah. Like, please come save us. I I hate, I hate it.
1: Teach me how to love white men. <laughs> uh,
0: <yeah>, yes. <laughs> And then our, our white boy savior here at the end, like takes the most hands-off approach to the whole thing. He's like, oh no, you guys should have this. Let me introduce you to love and teach you all about kissing. And you know, your life is so much better now, but I'm going to leave you here with your enslavers. But I've told them to give you culture and they've promised to do it. So I'm cool with that. So see you yes. later. <laughs> I made them yes. pinky promise. <laughs> right. Interesting. She was, that one chick whose name I cannot remember was, like, asking him, like, can I please come to your ship and learn all your cool stuff? And he's like, nah, you need to stay here first. (laughs) Yeah,
2: the the literal line is, there's so much you have to learn before you reach for the stars.
0: And I'm like, uh...
2: she's (laughs) learned enough. Take (laughs) her away from her freaking captive abuser. (laughs) i <laughs> want like, oh my god i i could i was like rage watching this like i wish i could have like pulled away enough to done a grocery order i really- <laughs>
1: you you have to understand native of this planet i just got out of a relationship with a yeoman like a year and a half ago and uh, i'm still working through the feelings i can't have an attachment <gasps> Also, I don't want to be bothered. Bye.
0: (laughs) That's all it boils down to. Yeah, like, he wants to get in and make the mess, but not clean it up afterwards. Isn't that just Kirk, though? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: I just, I can't. And there's, like, and there's like little, there's little shit throughout the episode with the whole, like, oh, I don't know what beautiful is. And I'm like, girl, you have too much makeup on to not know what beautiful is. Right. I don't think, I don't think you people are grown like that. I think that's, that's enhancing. And, like, the random rape scene. In
3: yeah.
2: the beginning. I don't, yeah. oh. Like, I'm like,
3: yeah. I'm just. I uh, whole episode gave me cringe because, yes. like, there's that, that vaguely rape scene or whatever in the beginning. And then through the whole thing, like Shauna is very much infantilized. And so for Kirk to be like, I'm gonna teach you to kiss. I'm gonna teach you to love. I'm gonna teach you what beauty, like he's too old to be doing that. Like that's something that <laughs> that like teenagers find out together. They don't find it out from adults. Like that's cringe. She wasn't a teenager, but just because like she didn't know the ways of the world, it just seemed like she was infantilized.
0: Yes. Oh yeah.
2: It would really make me question her ability to give consent.
3: My my final comment for the episode was just all right. <laughs> 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 my mine,
1: mine was oh boy, lady, you're better off.
0: <laughs> oh God, yeah, yeah. I my final note I wrote was what did I just watch?
2: <laughs> I wrote um, hell of a metaphor. Uh, providers have this amazing technology, but they use it to basically do dumb shit with slaves and gladiators. <laughs> Right <laughs> oh my God. I mean if you think about it like, They were able to like zap people From like what did Spock say Like a dozen light years away Into their like their transporter Technology is clearly very superior And they're like eh, We're just gonna We're just gonna make people fight for us For entertainment so we can bet on it Because we all have gambling addictions Like that's what they use their technology I can't I can't with this episode I just I <laughs> It makes my blood pressure rise. Like I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm, I can't, I can't handle this.
1: Well, clearly some of those brains were not getting a lot of oxygenated blood.
2: Oh my, I, I can't yeah. even get into the brain thingies, and they're like yeah. little cake jar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh we are superior intellect so we've
3: we've grown out of needing a body like oh really okay <laughs> it reminds me of this horror story i heard one time i, it was, I think it was one of those two line stories or some some shit or whatever on the internet but it was like this guy goes to some magical place in asia and comes back and he's like reached nirvana and so he's, like, getting rid of all his stuff in his home. And then his friend, he's like, starts sleeping in a, in a cabinet or something. And his friend goes in to check on him after a while. And he's, like, cut off both of his arms and legs because he didn't need them. And I just thought, like, how did he get rid of those? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's a good
2: point, though. Yeah. Yeah, I see stuff like that. And I just think maybe you're just depressed. You start giving away all your possessions and you stop eating, like, food you know, or you, you just take in like the barest amount of nourishment and all that. And I'm just like, I don't think that's
3: enlightenment. I
2: think you're just depressed.
3: <laughs> also, speaking of nourishment, they were totally eating Captain Crunch And <laughs> whenever they were feeding Kirk, like or Shauna came in and fed Kirk and it was like it was like a bowl of something that he was eating. It was like we always joke, it's red and green chunks, but this time I got a closer look and I was pretty sure it was Captain Crunch cereal. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it.
2: <laughs> uh, she gave she very clearly gave him like uh, grape juice. And the big old wine bottle thing. She's like, oh, drink this. It will revitalize you. And I was just like, that's grape juice. <laughs> this Welch's grape juice lady.
1: Gene, <laughs> I have a very specific writer in my contract. There will be only red and green chunks or Captain Crunch. Because I am the Captain. <laughs>
2: Yes. Oh, okay. I th- this is not about this episode in particular, but I saw something on Tumblr because um that's where I live now. It was like uh Leonard Nimoy would get along with with Mr. Spock. But but Captain James T Kirk would beat the shit out of William Shatner. <laughs> and that makes me happy.
1: <laughs> yeah. There there would be a breaking point. Yeah. <laughs> Well, like, uh, the writers of Futurama always described Zat Brannigan as uh, if William Shatner actually had Captain Kirk's job.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can see that, yeah. I guess Leonard Nimoy um, would go around uh, to uh, fans who became scientists in part because of the show— um, who like, you know, researchers and stuff like that and would actually pretend to be Mr. Spock and just encourage them and be like, yes, you're going on the right direction like, you know, Spock would be proud kind of thing yeah.
3: um, and I'm like what a D-boy Okay, but did William Shatner go around to douchebags that wanted to be Captain Kirk and be like, you're not being douchey enough
2: Well, apparently he just flat out be like, I don't talk to fans they're beneath me or something like that like yeah, apparently was- he's a giant douchebag
3: it surprise me. <laughs>
1: yeah. Wait. The one time I met him, it was early enough in the morning that he was still engaged and was pleasant enough. But I think I also confused him by uh asking him to sign a box set of Boston Legal as opposed to a Captain Kirk action figure.
2: <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe he got I don't know, got real tired of the Kirk thing,
3: yeah. yeah. Yeah, if um, I met Shatner, I'd ask him to sign a copy of my Miss Congeniality DVD. Too. Nice,
1: nice, good choice.
3: <laughs> I'm a big fan.
2: <laughs> I, when I was working at the comic book store, I met a guy who is a limo driver here in town, and he had uh Shatner had come into town for one of our I don't remember which con it was, but you know, for one of our conventions whoever set up the convention you know did transportation and hired his company this limo driver's company that works here in town to ferry the celebrities back and forth and he said that uh basically every celebrity that they had which they had like whoever is the guy who used to play the hulk um the yeah, like, they had him, and they had Shatner, they had a couple other people, and, and right. then some, like, famous artists and stuff like that. And, like, everybody tipped him, because it's, like, I mean, it's limo, like, it's kind of, like, that's standard du jour, uh, except for Shatner.
1: That sounds right. <laughs>
2: Everyone tipped yeah. him, except for, he was, like, the one person, and he was, like, I was, it's not like I asked, you know, but, like, I think he said something like, I think he, he did say it was the Hulk, the No. Um like gave him like a hundred bucks, you know, but like the average is like, you know, 20. They usually just, whatever bill they have, they, you know. Mm. <laughs> Shatter gave him nothing. <laughs> I'm like,
1: you have to understand, I don't tip any conveyance that's not a horse. For I love <laughs> horses.
0: there. There. Uh, <laughs> i think that's a good time for a commercial i folks. think you're absolutely <laughs>
1: right yeah that's the note to end on <laughs> i love horses so we go to a commercial uh, did anyone else have anything else about the gamesters <laughs> of triskelion
3: nope uh, <laughs> your podcast with shatner <laughs> you can be shatner i'll be chekov what are you guys gonna be you gotta pick somebody you can
0: imitate oh no I am terrible at imitations come on
3: think
0: quick come on Edson Haynes there we go (laughs) I guess I could be Nurse Chapel because I've already done computer voices as the wife of the creator of said things that's true though yeah Yeah. All right, (laughs) right. she's pretty cool
1: (laughs) alrighty with that we're going to go into our commercial break Is that? I don't know, it was me falling into a pit of commercials
2: oh, okay
1: <laughs> For one penny, we will send you one book Chicago Mobs of the Twenties Now, for the regular retail price We will each month send you a new book That will ruin your planet's culture Including <laughs> Ancient Egypt Why are you building a grave that big? Ancient Greece they're not gods, they're probably aliens. The Royale, you could have a whole planet that's just a casino that you can never leave because that's the only <laughs> thing the book talks about.
2: Harry Potter. Apparently this wasn't very thought out and very anti-Semitic.
1: Messages of social enlightenment.
0: Tip your wait staff.
1: Black Lives Matter. Water is life. Stop Asian hate. Get your vaccine from a reputable vaccine distributor (laughs) when you are available to do so. And many adults are eligible to do so now across the country.
2: Also, the vaccine is free. So, (laughs) I mean, a lot of people will ask what your insurance, health insurance is. That's not, health insurance is not required. They just want to know if you have it, they'll send them a bill. If you don't, it's all fine. Just get it.
1: Uh, Laura and I have both had our second doses. We had no significant reaction to either, really. A little... I actually had more of a reaction to my first dose on Moderna than I did to my second dose, which I think oh. is against the norm. You had a bit more of a reaction on the second dose, but you bounced back.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was just, I was feeling run down for a couple of days. Got over it. Now I am fine. Yeah, I was very tired after my
2: first dose and my arm hurt for like two days. Like, yeah. like hurt, like, like more than normal.
0: Yeah, my arm hurt, definitely hurt like both times. Mine was just sore,
3: like directly at the site. And that was it. I mean, like, I could tell I got a shot. That
2: was about it. Yeah, normally I get, like, a reaction at the shot site. And this time it felt like maybe, like, I worked out
1: my bicep too much.
0: Yes. Like like that muscle
1: ache. Which is the reaction I usually have to a flu shot. So it was Hmm, not pronounced, it was not a significant difference from my reaction to a flu shot every year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and definitely not, like. Right, some people's. Are. Yeah, I'm just saying no, personally, mine.
0: Like was, my whole arm yeah. hurt, as opposed to like flu shot. It's just the yeah. injection site, yeah. Which also, like, none of it
2: was bad enough to be like, I'm not getting the vaccine. No, it's like, right. oh, big whiny baby. Like, oh, my arm hurts. Like, just get the shot. Like, it goes away in two days,
3: and then you won't get COVID. <laughs> right. I had COVID for six weeks, so <laughs> no, this was much better.
1: Any other messages of social enlightenment?
3: Wear your
0: seatbelt. Go drink and drive. Don't text and drive.
1: If you enjoy our word of mouth noises, coming back again with a vengeance as the myth turns with your cultural interns. Paris
3: And Z. Interns, because we're not professional. And we're definitely not getting paid.
1: We've had a bit of a COVID hiatus. They haven't been doing shows lately, but with us approaching our full vaccination status, we'll be coming back. We have been working hard here at Party Now, Apocalypse Later Industries to redo, maybe refit, to borrow a Star Trek term, podcasting studios so it's ready for the post-COVID world. There are some new toys in here and some new (laughs) tricks and sound recording things ready to go. So they'll be back there. New booby traps.
0: <laughs> um, slightly less furniture. Slightly less furniture.
1: <laughs> A big, massive digital clock on one bookshelf that will help with timing of shows.
2: And that's uh, essential dread. <laughs>
1: I'm anticipating that, yes. <laughs> For other entertainments, both audio and visual, make your way to partyapocalypse.com, where there are books, blogs, movie reviews, and the fourth wall in its entirety, Eris,
2: you have a Twitch. I do. So I'm also an artist and I dream myself drawing. On Twitch, my username is Eris O'Reilly. There is no apostrophe because t- I guess URL links do not like apostrophes. So um, yeah, just find me at one Ward, Eris O'Reilly. Monday nights at 7 30. Sometimes it's more like eight o'clock. Don't hurt me. You can come watch me draw. You can suggest things. I will, I will absolutely draw, you know, a dozen geese in a trench coat for you. I've done that weirdly multiple times now. (laughs) I
1: don't know why that's a crowd
2: favorite, but here we go. Z,
1: you, and TikTok are like peanut butter and jelly. (laughs) It's true.
3: Yeah, I have a TikTok. I've got a little over 8,000 followers now. So I guess wow. a couple of people like me. I have a couple of videos that got really popular that continue to get views. So I think really I just have like two things that I can claim as, as my fame and that's all I've got to my name. But I didn't mean for that to rhyme, but it did. Anyways, you can find me at underscore. It's just Z underscore.
1: Love of my life. Do you have anything to plug? No. <laughs> Well said.
0: I occasionally post on Twitter. Yay!
1: (laughs) (laughs) With that, I think we will go back to our episode. So now, let us switch gears to an episode I almost kind of sort of like. A piece of the action. Season 2, episode 17. Mafia Trek, as I think Eris put it uh, sometime in the last segment. (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just wrote, that was the very first thing I wrote was Mafia (laughs) Trek, once I figured out the gimmick of the episode.
0: I'm just not a mafia kind of person, like, mobster stuff's just not my jam, so, like, this episode might have been fun, but it just was not aimed at me.
1: The thing that dawned on me, the episode clearly meant as something of a comedy, but when you compare it to The Trouble of Tribbles, The Trouble of Tribbles is a situation that happens to Kirk, and it is amusing in his frustration. This week, someone whispered to Shatner that, hey, Shatner, you're funny. And he was like, I'm going to be goofy this week. Mm-hmm. And so in Tribbles, funny things happen to Kirk. In this one, Kirk thinks he's funny.
2: I found myself thinking of this episode like as it was happening. Yes, I know that these are actors on a stage, but I was like, how to make this work in-universe kind of thing? And I'm just like, man, Kirk fell into this whole mafia shtick so easily. It makes me wonder if he was kind of lying in the beginning about having like, I don't know what's going on. Because oh. right. I was just like, he fell into that so fast. Boy, you, you are a mafia nerd, aren't you? You know all the words. You know all of this. You were just lying to Spock to make Spock feel better.
1: At other times, when they have to be eyeball deep in a twentieth century milieu, there's always good comedic hay out of Kirk knowing just enough to sound like an idiot in City on the edge of forever, he he's like not quite able to get it sold right. And like in Star Trek Four, he starts trying to swear at people and he can't quite get it right
2: because like Kirk has learned about this through books and not like by watching people actually right. live it so he if there's like a weird translation error kind of thing <laughs> happening where he's like i'm into mafias all right i got this hey
0: see <laughs> so <laughs> does that explain his big fuzzy hat, <laughs>
1: that hat I mean, is probably. Really it, it is part muppet
0: from like <laughs> far away i kept thinking oh okay him and Spock have cool hats, but as soon as we got a close up of that hat, I'm like, that thing is fuzzy. Please don't judge me too harshly. I kind of liked it. And I
2: and, was like, and, and, I Eric, would
1: get one. you could pull off a fuzzy hat like that, whereas <laughs> tough gangster Kirk, it's just he's wearing a fuzzy hat.
2: Right. It didn't really work for him and his whole getup. But yeah, I was like, that hat is not bad per se. It's just bad for Kirk. I
1: could
0: have that hat. Yes. <laughs> but it does kind of make sense if he he only thinks he understands what gangsters are all about. That right. that would be the hat I would see Kirk choosing. <laughs> right? You yeah. want the one with the, the spikiest material. Yeah, all right. <laughs> and they get really
1: long and he's wearing like the Chiquita Banana Lady hat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The only thing is I feel like Kirk <laughs> would have put like a really big feather in it if spock would have let him but spock's
1: fedora is on point i would wear i would wear spock's fedora
0: (laughs) oh the uh uh, there there actually there was quite a few
2: things i liked about this episode i mean it doesn't do good for kirk's reputation no oh god no no there's a whole bunch of things that i'm like kirk if you did this in Canada, like if i'm supposed to believe that you are captain james T. kirk doing this stuff i don't think you should put this in your record i think starfleet's gonna look at this (laughs) (laughs) Right. <laughs> to be like the hell is wrong with you i like mafia spock i liked how it took him a second to figure out what the game was before he was just like no i think i've got it now
1: <laughs> spock still not lying but saying just enough to get kirk through his con like yes the odds have not been calculated captain <laughs> <Yes.
2: Yeah. laughs> okay okay can we talk about the card game for just a second i understand the, like okay we're the whatever we're gonna trick these guys but the whole point of kirk doing the card game in the first place was apparently just to punch people (laughs) (laughs) like there was no battle of wits or the mind it was just a distraction so like spot could do the whole you know nerve pinch and that he could like toss a dude over his shoulder like, so why go through, like, honestly, kind of an excruciatingly long scene of doing all of these stupid card rules about this is what you do at night and this is what you do on Tuesdays. And, this, and I'm like,
0: you just gotta punch him. That's it. That's all you're doing. Like, we should have had a scene at the end of the episode where that planet's gonna, you know, have a whole new society or whatever, but that card game that Kirk taught them is suddenly, like, a fixture of their new culture. Well, <laughs> and, and that
1: that Still is the out. the untapped potential of this episode. Like, we we talked a couple times about the, uh, the Tribble episode that Deep Space Nine eventually does. Mm-hmm. The original pass that they were gonna do on that was a sequel to this episode, where they go back to that planet... And of course, Bones being boneheaded, leaving a uh, communicator or a phaser behind. Mm. uh, They've remade their society in another hundred years to be based exclusively on the original series. And so it's overrun by Kirk worshiping TOS fanboys,
3: and oh my God.
1: be a commentary on fandom as it stood in the '90s. They didn't do that. I think that was wise. Uh, they did use that story as the basis for a comic book, which, of course, I read this week in anticipation of watching this episode, because I have a database of every Star Trek comic published from 1967
2: to 2008. Holy crap, <laughs> Mac. <I'm back. laughs>
0: He's not joking. No, <laughs> oh, I, I believe you. For, for any for any of our listeners out there, he is not kidding. I did like this
2: episode. I mean, I think maybe because it was coming after the last one, but right. Um, yeah, it's uh, better
1: than the last one. If it had come after Tribbles, it would have been a real big disappointment.
2: Yeah, it would be like, eh, maybe I'll <laughs> maybe I'll do my grocery order. <laughs> yeah. I like the fact that Kirk is like, I can drive this car! How hard can it be? And then immediately, like, he doesn't wreck it. I will give him that. He doesn't wreck it. But then he's just like, uh, and Spock is like, I believe, it's like, it's Gears. I believe they had a thing called the clutch. And Kirk is like, yes, I will grind it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Now, to be fair to Kirk, I, as a person born in the 20th, 20th century and living predominantly in the 21st, would have had no idea how to drive that car i was like oh turn the ignition then the starter down there and then there are gears I don't, I don't know. What is this?
2: Yeah, I I don't know how to drive a stick. So I feel like this is also further supports the fact that he read extensively of mafias of the 20th yeah. century. I feel like he must have like, I know how to drive a car because I read all about this, but he has no practical experience. Secret nerd fanboy. Yeah, I'm into this idea actually.
1: Z, what you got on this one?
3: I literally have no notes. Uh, I wrote down the title of the episode and that was
1: it.
3: <laughs> Oh.
1: I like how Spock and Bones escaped capture only to immediately re-enter capture. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was real nice.
0: I uh, thought it was funny how, like, and I, I don't know, I way lost track of which gangster was which, honestly. But, like, the one that, like, they were all getting ready to attack the other dude at, near the end. But, like, so all of his guys are, like, getting their hats on but they all had, like, straw fedoras with, like, ribbons in them. And I'm like, are you a barbershop quartet? Yeah, like, what, what, is, what are these outfits? Well, ultimately,
1: <laughs> the planet itself had no practical experience in recreating I guess, the gangsta. yeah. Was, they only had it literally from a book.
2: I kind of went a little bit, like, especially Kirk in his sillier moments, my brain started to drift, because it does. I was thinking about, like, okay, so you have mafia culture, but, like, mafia culture grew up out of a specific context, not just like, ah, we're just going to start gangs now. Like it grew out of the lack of government and infrastructure that was happening and stuff like that. And, and it makes me wonder, like, and it really got started here in our culture, uh, it like the, specifically the Chicago gangs, uh, out of like bank robberies. And I'm like, so does this planet, because they read it in a book, do they just rob banks, but like banks have no, like the, do banks exist in this planet? just to get robbed by the gangs, (laughs) (laughs) like, I was trying to
1: figure it out. Prohibition was also a big factor.
2: Prohibition was huge, too. So, like, do they have, like, alcohol only to not have alcohol? Mm -hmm. To, like, sneakily, like, just bootleg it from each other? (laughs) Like, just so they can play act being in a mafia? I went down some rabbit holes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the whole show is about boldly going where no man has gone before, except for this week when they very pointedly Went somewhere where men had gone before.
3: I actually kind of like the episodes where they, like, low-key go back in time. I don't like the ones where they're just on the ship doing stuff. Like, like next week, we've got an episode like that. And I don't remember any of that episode. This one, I didn't have any notes, but I watched, like, I remember good chunks of it. I also have just a really shitty memory. So maybe that doesn't actually say a whole lot.
2: (laughs) I'm back and forth. It kind of depends on the episode, uh, like whether they're planet side, because then I can be like, oh, like, okay, they're on a different planet and they're seeing the development and stuff like that. I know part of it is because it's like, this is whatever. Still the sixties, right? Like, or is it Mm -hmm. early seventies now? No,
1: we're in sixties. Yeah. We're
2: still in sixties. Yeah. I get that putting makeup on everybody to make them quote unquote aliens would be like difficult and budget consuming and all that kind of stuff but it's just very strange to me how so many of these planets are inhabited by completely humanoid people they're not even trying they're like there's no like they don't paint anything weird symbols on their faces they don't put them in wigs you know they're just like eh I guess they're people now. And this is one of those where it's like, I guess it's just some humans.
1: Lest we forget they did a whole episode where there was a a, a completely recreated earth.
0: You never spoke of it again. Now <laughs>
1: Yes, the, the episode is intermittently fun, but I think like like I was saying earlier. I think they're leaning into it. They're trying to be fun. They're forcing the fun too much. Mm. Uh, Predominantly in the fact that they ended on a sitcom freeze frame for the only time in the course of the series.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: And they introduced the boing sound effect during (laughs) one of the fights. Like, literally, they're having they're scuffling with some of the the mobsters and you hear boing. And I'm like, Really?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think it was when somebody, like, jumped into the frame, too. So it yeah. was like he's spring-loaded.
2: <laughs> I think, honestly, in a couple of weeks, I'll totally forget about this episode.
0: Mm.
2: Um, well, triples I don't, like, that's unforgettable. It, Tri- it was a triples cool is, and is an
1: all-timer, yeah.
2: Yeah, and this episode was just sort of like, it almost felt crossover episode to me. Yeah. But crossing mm. over with what, I have no idea.
1: Well, we are approaching the end of our time. Does anybody else have anything else about a piece of the action that they desperately need to contribute?
0: I don't know if desperate, but I had a couple observations. When they first got to the planet, was it the three main dudes, or was it just Spock and Kirk? Just Whoever, Kirk, Spock and McCoy. Yeah, yeah. So when they when they made it to the planet surface, they're looking around, and like everyone's carrying a Tommy gun, and they're like, "I believe everyone's carrying a firearm," and I'm like. You're carrying firearms! Why? Why? Why did you... Whatever. But I also wanted to just observe something um, at the very beginning of the episode when they're still on the ship... Uhura has this line, and I don't even remember what the line was, but I noticed that, like, Shatner is crossing the screen to walk over to her as she's talking, and she literally stopped her line delivery when Kirk was between her and the camera and picked up her line delivery after he moved out of her face. So (laughs) she was just like, I am talking to the camera, sir. This is my line. Do not walk in front of me.
1: (laughs) She is... Especially of the, the second tier For uh, Sulu, Chekhov, Scotty, and her She was the best at counteracting Shatner's, yes. Shatner's proclivity for upstaging yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, no, she's like No, 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 this is my line I get one line in this episode And this camera will hear me deliver it, it I love great. so much.
1: <laughs> she's great The documentary about her contributions To the real space program Is going to be released soon and, Yes uh, I'm yeah. excited. We might do a special episode. We might not. We've got <laughs> enough to watch.
0: We do. We really do.
1: On that note, <laughs> next time your away team will march forward with the immunity syndrome. Yes, the big space amoeba. And also <laughs> a private little war, which is an episode.
2: It's not, it <laughs> sure was.
1: It sure was. <laughs> we'll see you then. Well, actually, you won't see us and we won't see you, but you'll hear us and we won't hear you. You will hear us.
0: (laughs) How does that go? Please,
1: someone say goodbye to this episode.
0: Bye.